<laughs> That's silly. <laughs> Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. So how was your weekend, Dusty? Great. What was so great about it? It was really good. I got to I got to see my aunt and uncle. We visited Austin, Texas. Woo woo! <laughs> yeah, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. Your family's lovely, and it was so warm. It was so nice. Yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights. Not being in a heavy jacket. Yep. I don't think we got any new reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, huh? We're in a little bit of a a, a lull, a little bit of a, a bad streak of no reviews. I'd like to say that we're in a valley, but we're going to get up to the top of the mountain again soon with the help of nice folks who want to review us. Yeah, so if... If you could help us out, make us feel a little better about doing the podcast every week, we'd we'd love it if you took some time and and left us a nice little review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or however else you can review. And just to make it incredibly clear, it's not for our ego. It's for other people to find the show more easily. So if this show brings you happiness, spread the joy and the love, get more people to get a chance to listen to it. I think it's mostly for my ego. Is that a bad thing? It just, it feels <laughs> nice. It, you know, honestly, I was going to say that, uh, you know, we look for reviews every week before we start the show. We talk about them. And it's fun to read the old reviews. Like there's yeah. reviews from two years ago, three years ago, a month ago. I don't get paid in money, Shannon, so it would be nice to get payment <laughs> via appreciation. Which is what you're getting with these reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, maybe we would be getting more good reviews if, as uh, one of our loyal listeners pointed out last week, she tweeted us. Amy, we love you. One of our loyal listeners, Amy, tweeted us and gave me a hard time for making fun of people who are 40 or over 40. As she should. Yeah, I think maybe I was being unfair. I think that's <laughs> a good point. I think you're just afraid of getting older, and I think it's a privilege to get older. Yeah, I think every day I feel worse, so... <laughs> you're so dramatic. Feeling. You're so dramatic about it. Oh, I'm so tired. It's just. Oh my gosh, what a whiner. <laughs> what a little baby. He's getting older every day. But I apologize for my, my ageism. <laughs> if you want to tweet us, I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And you can always email us too at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. That's right. An Ohio man is consuming only beer for Lent. He's lost 15 pounds. I knew drinking beer was good for you. (laughs) This was written by my colleague Sarah Brookbank. 
She's writing for the Cincinnati Inquirer, which is part of the USA Today Network. That sounds like an opposite Lent. <laughs> like, I think you're supposed to give up the one thing you really love, not give up everything else and just do the one thing you really love. Give, give the man a chance to plead his case. Okay, I'm ready. A Cincinnati man is taking fasting for Lent to a whole new and boozy level. Del Hall, who is the director of sales at local brewery 50 West Brewing in Cincinnati, is giving up everything for his Lenten fast, except beer. Hall plans to spend Lent fasting using beer as his only calorie intake. Friendly reminder, Lent is 46 days long. Traditionally, it includes 40 days of fasting and six Sundays on which fasting is not practiced. Usually people just eat fish on Fridays. Hall decided to do something different this year. Instead of giving up fries or social media for a month and a few weeks, he decided to take a step back, way back. Hall said in a YouTube video announcing the fast, quote, Just like the monks used to do back in the 1600s, I'm going to do the same thing. It's not necessarily about the weight loss as it is the challenge of replicating what the monks did, unquote. Has he spoken to a doctor about this? I'm not sure this is a, a healthy... I know I made that joke up at the top there, but uh, yeah, hopefully he's at least taking like a multivitamin or something. I mean, he's going to get scurvy. Well, you jumped ahead here. He is taking a multivitamin and he is being monitored by a doctor. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> Hall told the Cincinnati Inquirer that he wants to see if it's possible to replicate and to push himself to the limits. And this part of the challenge is what's fun. He said, quote, fasting is a big part of being human, and we don't really do that anymore, unquote. Hall has tried intermittent fasting, where one eats only during a small window in the day, and the ketogenic diet, a low-carb, high-fat diet similar to the Atkins diet. Hall said he's pretty addicted to carbs and sugar and has poor eating habits. Not only is it about proving the monks right, it's also about breaking his addiction to food. Hall said, quote, I hope when this is done, when I'm hungry and there's bad food available, I opt to not eat anything at all, unquote. He hopes future Dell will opt for a healthier option tomorrow instead of stopping for drive through food or an unhealthy option, he said. He said, quote, it's not about the weight loss, it's about the journey and learning about yourself, unquote. Hall knows it's a pretty drastic idea, but after he started thinking about it in the fall, he let himself go over the holiday so he'd have enough to lose during the fast. Hall said, quote, my pendulum doesn't swing toward moderation, unquote. It's all or nothing for Hall, and this fast is no exception. So now with an okay from his doctor and a daily multivitamin, he said when he was just a week into Lent that he feels great. He said at the time, quote, I feel amazing. I feel like this mental fog has been lifted. Day two and three were pretty rough. I wanted to bash some Taco Bell after a few beers because that's what we do, unquote. Instead, Hall buckled down. He lost 15.2 pounds in that first week. Hall said, quote, the last couple days I haven't been hungry at all. I hope that's going to be a good sign and I maintain this level of clarity, unquote. The hunger does come in waves around noon or 1 p.m., which is when Hall has his first drink. Then he'll have a few after work. As for beer, Hall is drinking plenty of 50 West, but he wants variety. He's also allowed to have black coffee, unsweetened tea, and sparkling water. Hall said, quote, I'm a typical human. I want variety. I don't eat the same thing every day. I don't want to drink the same thing either, unquote. On Tuesday, he had spare parts as his first meal replacement. 
The chocolate maple and toasted almond stout is 8.1% ABV. Hill said, quote, I haven't been able to feel one beer since high school, but I can definitely feel it now, unquote. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. I don't think I could do this. I'd just be drunk all the time. <laughs> I mean, you just, without any food to absorb it, you just, I wouldn't be able to function at my at my job. I'd probably get fired. I mean, the podcast would just be nonsense <laughs> more so than it is now <laughs> how can that be <laughs> it's possible he said his sense of smell is quote crazy right now unquote and it made him realize just how close he lives to pleasant ridge chili he said quote our air in cincinnati is permeated with the smell of cincinnati chili it's delicious there are so many different parlors i wonder if our sense of smell isn't in tune to it because it's everywhere unquote I also think it would be a bad idea to do this if you worked in a brewery. I mean, the the on the plus side, there's lots of free beer for you to to consume. But the negative side is you might get quite sick of beer and then you still have to like work around it afterwards. You know, it'd be like if I gave up all entertainment and just wrote software code for the next like 46 days straight. I might not want to do that anymore after the point, but I'd still have to. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. We're going to have to check back in on him and see how he's doing. All right. You got his phone number? You're going to call him? <laughs> I hope they do a follow-up story at the end of Lent. But I think some people are hoping that it proves out that some people can survive that way. I think you need to define survive, I suppose, because yeah. I don't think a human could live forever this way. I'm not even sure really what he's going to prove. I mean, I guess a human could run 26.2 miles, but I don't know if that's even really that good for you either, right? <laughs> you just It's interesting that he connects it to the monks so much. Yeah, that's what I, uh, when I look for healthy ways to live, I, I look towards ancient people who only live to be 25. <laughs> Ancient Stonehenge celebrations unearthed with pigs hauled hundreds of miles to huge feast from 4,500 years ago. If this story doesn't answer what the Stonehenge is for, then I'm not interested, Shannon. Just move on. I'm not moving on. This was written by my colleague Doyle Rice. He writes, Ancient Brits really knew how to throw a party 4,500 years ago. They hauled pigs from as far away as Scotland to near Stonehenge. Archaeologists said in a new study that evidence of the earliest large-scale celebrations in Britain have been unearthed, with people and animals traveling hundreds of miles for prehistoric feasting rituals thousands of years ago. Some of the parties were near the famed Stonehenge. The study's lead author is Richard Madgwick from Cardiff University in Wales. He said, quote, these gatherings could be seen as the first united cultural events of our island. He said that people from all corners of Britain descended on the areas around Stonehenge to feast on food that had been specially reared and transported from their homes, unquote. 
The study examined the bones of 131 pigs, the prime feasting animals for ancient Brits. In addition to the Stonehenge site, feasts appear to have been held at three other nearby sites, including Avebury, Durrington Walls, and Mount Pleasant. Pig bones excavated from these sites were determined to be from animals raised as far away as Scotland, Northeast England, and West Wales, as well as numerous other locations across the British Isles. Madrick said moving the pigs across dozens of hundreds of miles would have required a monumental effort. The researchers said that the findings, quote, demonstrate a level of interaction and social complexity not previously appreciated, unquote. Stonehenge is one of the most impressive prehistoric megalithic monuments on Earth. It is a World Heritage Site known for its alignment with the movements of the sun. Thousands of people travel there each year to mark the solstices in summer and winter. Built in several phases from 2900 B.C. to 1650 B.C., the stones have figured in numerous debates, both scholarly and whimsical, over their origins. This study appeared in the peer-reviewed journal Science Advances, a publication of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Maybe that's what they were used for. It was just a big pig pen. They just put some ropes around it. <laughs> pig pen. That's an awfully complicated pig pen. That's the only purpose for it. It's like, <laughs> what could we use to keep these pigs from running away so we can eat them? I know. Some giant rocks and some rope. Pig pen. But there's big gaps. Yeah, that's what the rope's for. You fill in the gaps. But the rope... You just put the rope around and around and around and around. That just seems exactly so ineffective. Hey, I didn't say it was a good pig pen. I just said it was what they used. And they made it magically fit where the sun hits with the solstice. Yeah, you don't want cold pigs, Shannon. Everybody <laughs> knows that. It's, if you did, you'd... You'd have to put them in blankets, and then uh, it's a pig in a blanket. (laughs) That's silly. (laughs) And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Tax refunds are now $3 smaller on average. I was counting on those $3, Shannon. (laughs) Some CVS stores are now selling CBD products. Oh, really? Well, we should go there ASAP. (laughs) That's a good acronym joke. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure when, so TBD, but... (laughs) The new face of Papa John's Pizza is Shaq. I've been saying for years now that when I see... Shaq's face it makes me want pizza so I'm glad I'm glad they've aligned <laughs> the highwaymen retelling Bonnie and Clyde's end I think Bonnie and Clyde's end was fine before Apple is ready for its Hollywood close-up but will consumers bite probably not it's probably too much money see even the CEO of AT&T gets robocalls yeah, he should do something about it. How to score free Reese's for March Madness. Don't tell me. It'll be bad for my diet. <laughs> Jimmy Carter becomes the oldest former president. Take that, past dead presidents. <laughs> CW Supernatural to end after next season. What? I thought that show would never end. 
Do you think you would like that show? Should we watch all nine seasons of it? I think we can get it on Netflix. Let's look into it. Sometimes when a show goes that long, it feels like too much of an undertaking. Like nine seasons, that's going to be like the next two years of our life watching that show. (sighs) No, it wouldn't take that long. Might. Celebrity couples that met on social media. I think nowadays that's the only way people meet, right? Hmm. What's your royal baby prediction? My prediction is that I don't care. I'm so surprised. What is intuitive eating? I think eating already is pretty intuitive. I mean, nobody really needs to be explained to how to eat. (laughs) Fans thank Selma Blair for being open about MS. I personally also appreciate it. It seems like her intentions weren't cruel at all. (laughs) Read Obama's sweet letter to Jennifer Lopez and Aaron Rodriguez. I think you should read my sweet letter to them. What is it? Can you give us a little teaser? Dear J-Lo and A-Rod, <laughs> congratulations. I hope you live a life of joy and happiness <laughs> together and that all of your endeavors are profitable ones. <laughs> Don't forget to find the joys. <laughs> in each other that marriage can bring and fill your life with happiness. Ta-da! And also, don't forget that you're super famous and you should invite me to cool places. (laughs) Love, Dusty. Love, Dusty. And then I put it, I just put a stamp on it and I put J-Lo and A-Rod and then I just Put it in the Potomac and hoped for the best. <laughs> Put it in the Potomac. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, take it to a post office. And no, because the best. post office won't know what to do with it. It doesn't have an address on it. So. <laughs> That's going to go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Shannon, I hope that all your endeavors are profitable ones. <laughs> And that you have a lovely life with your husband and happiness in all that it brings you through marriage. Thanks for being my favorite. Love, Dusty. P.S. Tell J-Lo and A-Rod I said hi. (laughs) That was a great letter. How are you going to get it to me? I'm going to put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, throw it in the Potomac. Why does that make any sense to you? <laughs> but in this case, I know you, so I could just have you stand a couple uh, <laughs> feet away and you just got to fish it out of the Potomac. Oh, I thought you were going to say I could just say it to you in a studio like this one, Oh, well, which is kind of what already too. happened. Mm-hmm. It already happened, so we don't have to mess with that stupid Potomac idea. It's kind of out of my way. I mean... <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.